Hello, fellow freight friends. I'm here today with Namesh Modi, who's actually the CEO of Book Your Cargo, a drayage platform uh, that was built specifically on a lot of the issues and hurdles that carriers see within the drayage market. I've had the pleasure of working with Namesh in the past, uh, writing about his platform and the technology that he's been able to help build to improve the overall drayage experience uh, within shipping across the domestic U.S., uh, which makes really Namesh a perfect guest for today. We're going to be discussing the recent uh, introduced Ocean Shipping Reform Bill uh, Act of 2021. Uh, it was just introduced into um, the House of Representatives uh, this month. And we're going to dive into really what that entails, what they're hoping to reform, and the problems that specifically they're hoping to reduce uh, within the drayage uh, portion of a, a shipment's life cycle. Uh, Namesh, it's a pleasure to have you here today. I appreciate you making some time for us, and it's really great to see you again. Thank you for having me. Of course. Yeah, you're, you're a perfect person to talk to because I think when you look at a lot of the details within this Reform Act, you, you notice that a lot of it is tailored towards the problems that carriers specifically are seeing, which I think it's funny because it's really supposed to be representing the shippers and the big issues that they're finding at the end, right? Which is really being able to perform an on-time delivery. But a lot of these problems are, are creating the same headaches and, and hurdles for carriers. So I'm interested in really your thoughts on the Reform Act in general and what you think its purpose is and, and the problems that you believe it's it's going to solve. Uh, there are two things which I uh, see. First is the visibility part. That's kind of, uh, and, the, and the black hole I always mention, which they are trying to address. Those are the two things I would say uh, they, are, they are trying to address with this reform. And uh, when I say visibility is, I mean, the bill itself says demurrage and uh, detention as a, as a highlight point of this whole bill. And, uh, and when you see the numbers of this detention and demurrage in tariffs, it's humongous. Sometimes the value of container looks very small compared to when this charge is biased up or the container staying at the terminal for two, three, two weeks, two, three weeks, two, four weeks. And that then it adds up. And it really creates a problem for, for many uh, customers uh, I know of. So basically, the magnitude of these amounts has triggered this reform, in my opinion. And uh, what they are trying to address over here is the visibility should be enough for a customer as an importer. They are, the, they are at the receiving end. They should be able to proactively take necessary actions by either dispatching way before arrival, just to secure the capacity, space, chassis, all these necessary tools they need to cover the loads for the on-time deliveries and all. Or, you know, they would like to also make sure that they don't incur all these demurrage and detention charges in, a, in, in that fashion, the way right now the industry is working. So this reform will help. Yes, you know, it will help preparing them for, for, for or, you know, or ma making them aware the situations are arising in front of them. Because there are situations like this. It's like, you know, as I said, black hole. Many times it's happening is customers are unaware of arrival of the containers. Late in, that causes being late in dispatching to the tracker. 
years. Now that time frame is crucial to to uh, you know it's a very thin line. So the record of uh, container arrival, the record of dispatch being done to the right provider because sometimes they pro this they send a dispatch to people or to truckers who have who are out of capacity. The communication lack in communication sometimes takes few days for trucker to deny the loads, leave them in limbo where they find their containers going on in demerage in at the terminal. So all what happens is in very short period of time, you end up seeing big bills at the, happening in the terminal. So what we are seeing here is missing information, uh, timely information coming to importers and reaction time is very small then. So most of the industry right now works reactively instead of working proactively. So that's what we are trying to address here. That will it address 100% of the problem? Maybe not, but at least it'll address to an extent where you can get at least a peace of mind to work or at least get, it opens up an avenues how to improve from there. So that's the area we see. This reform would help 100%. Yes, it will definitely go towards the right direction in my opinion. How far it will go, it all depends on how much it passes because there is going to be huge lobby behind it also because there is a portion of uh, the industry who doesn't want this reform to go through also. So it'll, 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 time will tell how far it goes, but that's what I foresee, you know, yes, it's helpful, definitely. Definitely, you know, the government, I think you used the term reactive and that's really what this is, right? I, these are the representatives for all of us, the people, and there's, uh, I think it's 10% of, of workers work within supply chain. So what this is, is a final reaction of a number of people saying, hey, listen there, we think that the ocean carriers could be really uh, being more transparent on a different level. Well, whether or not it will go through, that's a whole nother situation. But I think just the intent behind it and bringing it to the table as a whole is nice to see because it tells us, okay, our, our government leaders are listening to the problems, right? They And they're understanding that this is a problem. Now, I think that carriers are starting to understand as a whole as well that there really does need to be some standardization and some type of best practices required across the board. Whether or not, you know, the United States government is the one that should be enacting those is a whole nother conversation. When you look at like uh, the DCSA, there's a number of global entities that are on the same page of, of what this is trying to promote, which is you know, pointing out that without the standardization of, of their data or even the transparency of their data and, and also um, the repercussions of being transparent, which usually lead to the demerge and detention that people are seeing, without a change in the overall global shipping environment, um, the, those problems aren't going to go away. So I think what I'm happy about is that you know, our leaders and the people that we we are able to vote for are saying, hey, this we're now realizing this is a problem is great because it puts it on a, a national stage. Um, but I do think that at some level it's, you know, carriers, common carriers need to understand, hey, maybe we need to start optimizing our, our operations more, not just for us, because it will help them, right? But for the carriers and, and every actor along the supply chain, um, I, and, and I think that's where you really have a really insightful eye is 
you're talking with carriers all day. When we first discussed your platform, you know, you built it off of the problems that came directly from the carriers. And, and those, those are really the representatives of all of these problems listed within the Reform Act. Can you dive into potential to merge a little bit more for our audience and explain, you know, how resolving this could, could help carriers optimize their fleets? A major issue is equipment, in my opinion. When I say equipment is detention and demurrage is basically what it is, is it's, it's like a roadblock in the fast supply chain process cycle. So what it does is when containers go on demurrage for one day or two days to three days, I mean, and so on, it slows this turnaround of equipment because we have a definite equipment available for international supply chain, especially containerized freight, right? So this delays in uh, in uh, in the deta- uh, caused by detention demurrage is slowing down this equipment turnarounds because what happens is the drayage problem then comes that they, you know the importers are are bound to find a proper fit for those demurrage containers. Proper dray carrier has to pull the boxes. It also at the their distribution centers or the warehouses where they receive the freight. It also has distorted their time cycles because this freight is coming now any moment versus uh, the planned time. So what they have to do is they have to also process that emptying those containers. And that also causes because of, st- it began with uh, a, a delay, it ends with delay. So the turnaround of imported containers being emptied and returned back to the terminal has increased substantially. So what has happened is this time, by the time the container goes back to overseas, let's say I'm case in point is China, the equipment from USA, it takes about two months uh, uh, if once it's exported from China, imported container, imported from uh, uh, China coming here, being uh, being unloaded, being returned back to the terminal and going back to uh, China again for re-export. It takes easily two months. It used to take. Now it has increased substantially, probably three months. The reason is a lot of containers are delayed due to this demerit detention situations. So what we are seeing right now, it's fueling the rise in the ocean trade because there is no equipment. The demand supply gap is widening a lot. And replacing those missing gaps of supply is not easy. Also, we know we are we are going through a pandemic here. Various parts are going through various intensity of the pandemic, but they are all going through. What is going to do is it's, it's going to create a problem in productivity. So even if we decide, okay, fine, hey, look, we have the situations and we have to fill this gap of equipment by producing new equipment, it's not going to happen overnight because every production of the equipment is also depending on the raw materials available. So that also has a roadblock because everything is not available in the country which is manufacturing. It's also depending on the supply of those raw materials. So it's a, it's, it's a, it's a, you know, it's an effect like you know, uh, coming to a situation where filling this gap is becoming a tough job. So what can be done? Only thing which you can control right now is your efficiency. That's the only area you can work on improving this. So you should have an infrastructure, or you should work with the partners who support that objective to become more efficient, to shorten that cycle and speed up that uh, that process, which you know, which, which slows supply chain like flawlessly. 
it's tough but that's the only way which is in your control which you can work on you cannot uh, control which you, which you can't work on or, or think about it that's what i feel so yes it's starting with detention and demerit but there are a lot of various chess is another element i would like to bring on the on this conversation because the number uh, the number of days this container sit the imported container sit on the chassis has increased quite a bit so that also shortened the chassis supplies so now the shortened chassis supply even if you have a drayman even if you have a container available at the terminal if you don't have chassis container cannot be moved so all this is created with this situation it's just going on and on instead of getting better we are seeing it's getting worse because pandemic is practically you know uh, like popping up like what happened recently in ningbo now it's going to create a big uh, dent in supply chain uh, processes which is right now we are we are already going through a stress is going to be more stress we see number of vessels are being anchored at the terminals increasing every day the end result is we are not increasing the supply we still have a shortage of drivers we always discuss about this okay fine we have a shortage of carriers drivers and now the influx of freight is not going to get anything better on top the consumer sentiments have come in play also now now normal supply market when you need certain stuff at certain period of time your consumers have a plan uh, consumption like they need certain certain things i give an example like you know your home appliances like home appliances are like you know you don't plan for those things right when something goes bad you just go to store buy one and be done right now you go to supply to to get the desired appliances to the stores they don't have inventories available so what's happening is those retail stores are ordering inventory times probably three than they used to order in normal circumstances so that's putting a stress on supply chain only so all those things are coming as a ripple effect in this so that's what i would say in this case it's just getting worse in my opinion before it gets any better so uh, I totally agree. And I think that's what I really liked seeing in, in the language of this act was a lot of it was, you know, I, I, for example, um, the ocean carriers to adhere to minimum service standards that meet the public interest. Uh, I think even saying it like that, saying that, hey, there are certain aspects that that we need to be changed within your operations in order to even push optimization to its its greatest measure. I think a lot of times, you know, especially when we look at technology, it's constantly, you know, figuring out how to optimize this drainage and intermodal situation, um, knowing that you might not get help from the actual ports themselves or the actual carriers themselves so it's like you're we're building technology working around their participation where i i really like that the language within this is focusing on no we want to start building technology and, and building um these tools knowing that you're going to be a partner within these situations and and that's that's huge and that's that takes a lot and, and even um you know in there it goes into uh, maintaining records for at least five years. Like, I think on the surface level, uh, uh, a random consumer would think, well, why would they need to do that? Why is that important? But for someone like yourself who's building um, technology or working, someone working with machine learning tools, knowing that you're going to have access to five years of records can actually help solve a lot of problems. So, 
Um, I agree. I think that there's a lot that um, these common carriers and the ports themselves can do to really start to help the others within the industry improve overall global shipping operations as well. Um, how do you see yourself? Let's say, let's say in a theoretical world, this went through. How do you think this would change your business? What I see is people will be more educated. And when I say uh, educated, means they know now if you don't pre-plan or don't act proactively, it's going to cause more problems. Proactiveness gives you more time to react. And that comes to a situation where you can plan better for those situations. So what BYC sees is the, de the development of our infrastructure is such that that gives an opportunity to our customers to plan ahead and give an ample opportunity to correct their actions. I give you one example. One customer, uh, a big importer, he, uh, I mean, they have a good amount of containers coming into New York port. And the present situation of New York Port was foreseen by our system about you know for what we do over in our within our systems. We knew that is the situation is going to come to New York in in couple months. We predicted that about a month and a half or two months back that situation in New York is going to get worse. And accordingly, we had discussions with customers with data what we have in system. Say, so look, this is what is happening. The ports are getting congested on a on a, a daily basis driver availability or the gray availability at the terminal, chassis availability at the terminals is always at the stress level. We feel that now the holiday season is approaching. We feel that congestions are going to come to New York City in no time. We already saw that coming. So we advise them that now focus on, let's say, locate your distribution centers and see what are the alternative ports you have which you can, let's say, Port of Philadelphia is closer to Port of New York. If your if your distribution center is close by uh, or in, in between uh, uh, that uh, you know in the in the vicinity of uh, you know uh, that port, maybe a little more mile uh, like a mile for the dredge, or it'll be a little more cost for the dredge. But it's convenient for you. At least you have a guarantee, almost guarantee, that you will get your stuff faster than what you can get from New York port. So instead of compromising or spending money on detention, damage, and additional dray cost and other costs associated with containers bringing into New York, you rather divert that fund already proactively, which is going to be your control environment, and you will have a better output where you will be able to put your merchandise uh, in, uh, on shelf a lot quicker than normally you would be able to do if you come to New York knowing what we are foreseeing coming. And they did act on uh, accordingly. And I'm glad to say that that worked out. And right now that customer is thanking us that yes, that was a good move. So those small, you know, proactive approaches, like, you know, as I said, what you can do is you can work on your efficiencies and work around what you have rather than working, you know, within the system only you have to work. You cannot change system automatically or I mean, uh, any, any, effort you can put on changing system is not going to go in your favor because you have a business sooner potentially. So these are the things what we see BYC can help our customers to, I mean, BYC systems are designed thinking all those uh, ideas or all those things in about what their, in, what their customers would be striving to. 
And that's what we see. It's, it's going to help more and more customer partners, I would say. Exactly. This is re- a reform that's supposed to allow us to be proactive, which is just going to bring more business, honestly, to these common carriers and, the, and to the ports at the end of the day. So I really appreciate your insight today, Namesh. Uh, excited to hear from you soon. And, and for updates on this act, continue to check out our coverage on Freightways.com. Uh, appreciate everyone coming out today. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me.